Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. Magical, enigmatical, gift of gab, super, natural, story, from the space Come, well lit. A little bit. Are you more nervous being on the greatest podcast in the world or standing in two, three comedy in front of a hundred or a hundred fifty million people? This is making me not more nervous. More nervous. Yes. Wow. There you go, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are all ready. Any questions? I'm good. You're all good? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll just have fun. Okay. Yeah. Xiao <laughs> Jie. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and dirty-minded humans caught between a rock and a rock-hard place. Welcome back to another episode of Firelight Chats, broadcasting super natural stories from our Space Lab studio here in Da'an, Taipei, Taiwan. In the last episode of Firelight Chats, you may have heard Mocha, me, Sam, the man of 2-3 comedy, giggling over the hottest rising star of the Taipei comedy scene, a boundary-pushing, sultry young comic, a national Taiwan University, NTU, Tai Da graduate student who contemplates the deepest philosophical questions by day thrusts even deeper into the human condition wrestling with richard aka dick poo nanny and cross straight or otherwise transformative relationship jokes by night so without further foreplay it is with powerful tantric tension-filled pleasure that i introduce you all to this multi-talented woman from the great city of Shanghai, Miss Jamie Wong. Am I supposed to say hi? <laughs> yes, this is your cue, ma'am. Xiaojie, okay. <laughs> say hi to all of your fans. They're screaming right now. They're waiting. Hi, my name is Jamie Wong. Can you see me? <laughs> you cannot, but you can hear me. Exactly. I think this is a special treat for your fans. Yeah. Because they're used to seeing you on the stage. Yeah, they just hear me. Exactly. They only... They <laughs> In only the dark. <laughs> so, long time no see. How Joe Bujan? We haven't seen each other for a couple hours. Yeah. Since you know what happened yesterday. I know. Yeah. Should we tell everyone what happened yesterday? I guess so. It was pretty pretty cool night mm-hmm. at 2-3 Comedy. Definitely the highlight of my life. Really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I saw on your IG, you just posted about yeah. about this new kind of uh, resolution to tell bigger and bigger dick jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I uh, opened for the very famous HBO bow haircut lady. Atsuko Okatsuka. 
a Japanese Taiwanese comedian. I guess she's like Japanese Taiwanese American, right? Yes. Yeah, we learned last night that her Japanese is not so great. Her Mandarin is not so great either. Yeah. Yeah. And her comedy is awesome. Is freaking awesome. Yes. Exactly. So that was amazing because it was kind of a surprise show, right?、Mm -hmm. It's usually an open mic. Yeah. So she just popped in.、Uh, it's a free show. She was just running her like one hour new material, and it was. I think it was the first time that we have so many people into the comedy, and、uh, her fans were like. They're very early, but like、uh, I think thirty something, thirty people、uh, were waiting outside, and they couldn't come in. Yeah,、uh, because it was just、uh, flooded with people. It was crazy. Yeah, I know, because there was a Fig Formosa Improv Group、uh, event before that.、Uh -huh. There were people in there who also were kind of running out during the break to grab tickets.、Uh -huh. There were people like waiting outside. There was a line like all the way down Lin Sen Bei Lu, all the way down to Tainan. It's crazy. Yeah, she she's so nice. She was just doing this for free. Yeah, it's amazing. That、yeah. was super cool. A huge surprise, and there was this amazing top comic in Taiwan in Taipei who was opening for her. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Who is this girl? Do you know her name?" I'm not sure. <laughs> This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jamie was introduced by Sam the Man as the top comic in Taiwan or Taipei. I don't know how he said it in Taiwan, but pretty much the same thing, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it sounds better if it's in Taiwan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was that your first time opening for a kind of big international act? I opened for this Taiwanese but London-based、uh, comic called Kwan Wen Huang.、Uh, he was like featured on Comedy Central, BBC.、Um, so it's not my first time opening for a international comic, but it's my first time opening for such a huge star. I think it was like the first time I actually get very nervous before getting on stage because before I was like.、Oh, I'm gonna kill every time. I know you told me that <laughs> <laughs> when I saw you. Yeah, but this time it was she. She was there. How am I gonna? What am I gonna do? I was so nervous, but, but I still killed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No offense, Quan Wen, but that was. <laughs> yeah, Atsuko is、uh, is the real deal. Yeah. She came out twice. Even that's how good she is. Yes. Her intro. Yes. <laughs> But if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's too bad. You should have been there, and you can't miss out. Each one of these things, you have to pay attention and make sure you go. Because if you miss it, you miss it. Yeah, it's never going to be a second time. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't strike me as someone who gets nervous very easily. You have a very amazing sense of confidence. I think. Yeah, I think I think the confidence、uh, comes from like I know who I am, or like I know what my worth is, like what I did before, and it was kind of like. Um, just, just like it happened, it was like the truth. So sometimes, like I tell people, like, oh, I'm really funny, I'm really funny, and then people are like, I like your confidence. I was like, no, it's not confidence. It's like it's true. Okay, it's like gravity. <laughs> like gravity. I know. You came in here. You're like, I'm the best comic in Taiwan, and I'm like, oh my god, you're so funny. You're like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and and、uh, Sam mentioned during. The opening as well, because、um, he was hosting it, right? That that you've only been doing comedy for a year or so. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, 
I, I don't know how this. It never uh, occurred to me that I'm gonna do stand-up comedy. It's totally like an accident. Yeah, I I was thinking to get to that later, but since we're here now, let's just get into that. Like how, and we'll kind of backtrack backwards into you know when you first came to Taiwan, and then what was there before that. But maybe we'll just dive right in to okay, that. Sure. So <laughs> when did you first? What was your first time? When did you break that virginity <laughs> of comedy? Oh, it was. What was your first time like? Was it as bad as people say it was, or was it just amazing and unforgettable? Tell it's, us. It's amazing, unforgettable. It was an accident. It was a drunk night, a couple of gin and tonic, and it just happened. It just happened. I just, I didn't expect that. You were so innocent. Yeah, I was. You never told a dick joke before. Never. Yeah, you didn't even know what pussy was. What is a dick? I don't know. I was virgin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm almost feeling bad for you now. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. It's I got raped by comedy. <laughs> but you, but you liked it. <laughs> oh, no, we have so to be careful about that. <laughs> this is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow, even Jamie thinks it's wrong. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. So, what was that like? What um, was the impetus? So, I always like to watch stand-up comedy, and I like to watch a lot of sitcom because I was like depressed, and I just watch it every day. It makes me happy. But I've never thought I would do stand-up comedy, and it was just like one night I went to see this open mic with my friend. We were just the audience, and then there were like a couple of uh, comics, and I was like, okay, I think I can be funnier. <laughs> And I was a little bit tipsy, so I just asked the host. I was like, can I get up on stage? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I just t told jokes for like three minutes. And I was the funniest. I was not uh, lying to you. I was really the funniest. Because there was one guy, he was like not paying attention. He was like on his phone. And then he got called out by the comic. And then he was still like, whatever. And then when I was on stage and he just put on his phone and he laughed and he clapped. And everybody was laughing. I was like, huh? I'm so great. No way. So yeah. this was an open mic at two three comedy. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, and then later the host just like uh asked me, he was like, Oh, you're really good. You, have you done this before? I was like, No, I've never. And he was like, You should come here more often. And he gave me a free beer. I was very happy. Whoa, you got <laughs> paid on your first time. Yeah. Damn, you're making money, girl. A beer, yes. From one beer <laughs> onto millions and millions. So did you, I mean, did you prepare a little bit or you just kind of went off the top of the head or yeah, how does that happen? You go up there with three minutes. I think I didn't prepare because I didn't know I'm going to go up on stage. Mm. But I like, I like talk to myself and I have some jokes that I tell myself. And sometimes like I'm in the shower, I'm like, oh, that's a good one. So I just put these together in my mind when these other people were doing their jokes. I was not listening. <laughs> and I was just, I should do that. Okay, I should do that. And then I just keep telling my friend, do you, do you think I should go? I should go. I should go. Yeah, I have this joke, this joke. And then I just went there. And yeah, it worked out. I remember I just came up with one joke on site. It was like literally the first joke I tell in my whole life. I was like, I'm not the stand-up comedian. I'm just drunk. And then I started all my jokes. <laughs> that was <laughs> Wow. How drunk were you? Actually, not really drunk. Just tipsy. I think okay. it's just the, like an excuse for me to be like. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you think if you didn't have alcohol, it would have been more difficult to get up on the stage maybe a little bit mm. but then i think now i i don't need alcohol to get 
that kind of energy. Mm, right, you've moved on to harder drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of censoring on this. Yes. <laughs> no, comedy is my drug. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah, pure and safe. Yes. And funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then after that experience, I mean, you killed it. Everyone was laughing. You were tipsy. And even the host bought you a beer. So it was a huge success. So did you basically just go home and think like, I can do this? Or that this is just really fun. You were kind of high on it and you just wanted to do it. Or did you kind of forget about it for a while and then come back to it later? Oh, yeah. I've never thought I could do this. It was just like, I was like, okay, that was good. But I have no idea what the fuck is that. I don't mm. know. I know nothing about how to do stand-up comedy. And I think after that open mic, uh, COVID happened. Okay, so it's not a year and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like uh, longer, but then there's COVID. Mm. So the comedy club closed. So there's no comedy scene. And then, um, so I forgot about it. And then when it was reopened, I didn't go back either. And then there's one of these comics, he, he urged me to come. And he was like, you should come back to 2-3 Comedy. I was like, I'm not a comic. <laughs> and, and I'm he just said, drunk. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, I will buy you a beer. <laughs> so I just went back again. And then I think later, Sam was being very supportive. So he invited me to a FOMO show. It was actually only, I think, my third time being on stage. And it's my first time going on a formal, like a craft comedy night. And he gave me like five minutes. So I think that's why I, I decided I should like be more serious about comedy. Because mm. I also killed very, very, I killed like, oh my God, I just murdered everyone. <laughs> like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, that whole craft bar, just they're all dead. Yes. Damn, girl. I think I'm being too cocky on this podcast. No, should, like, this is your chance. <laughs> Show it all. <laughs> just stick it on the table. Boom. <laughs> Drop the mic. Okay, so even that first time, kind of a big performance, you didn't have nerves? I mean, because you did well, but were you nervous about no, that? No, not at all. Because I kind of just really know I'm funny. <laughs> And I think Sam was really being nice because he gave me five minutes, but I kind of like, because I'm not experienced and I have no concept about anything. So I went so long for eight minutes. I didn't plan, but it's just like, I kind of go with the flow because I have a lot of jokes. It's just like, you know, after you, you killed one time, that kind of good feeling would like motivate you to have more jokes and it just keeps coming out. Mm. So... I have like more than five minutes, so I kind of like, uh, no, uh, these jokes I will like not tell. I will just have a tight five minutes. But then when I was on the stage, I was just going with the flow. So I kind of just told all the jokes and, uh, and the audience gave me like so many applause break. Mm. So I was kind of like, okay, they, clapped. Going, yeah, they clapped for one minute. What, what can I do? So I went for eight minutes. Wow. And and nobody, he didn't cancel me. I was very grateful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what were we talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. So, yes. What's, what's the conclusion? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the conclusion is you're fucking funny. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, where does this humor come from? I mean... Were you always a funny girl, you no. know, kind of growing up and... No, um, when I was like in, in middle school or high school, I was more of like a clown, not like a 
funny person. Not like a person with sense of humor. It's just like a clown that would do things that make people laugh. But it's not like I know how to be funny. It's just like I did some dumb stuff. <laughs> Goofy stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I never thought I am a funny person. And actually, I keep thinking like, do you have to be a funny person to be a stand-up comedian? Mm. Because you can curate these things. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's think about this deeply since you yeah. are the philosophy master. Yeah, it's such a good question. <laughs> no. What do you think? So just from your experience being around comics, do you think that most of them or all of them or some of them or none of them are just as funny off the stage? I think there are a lot of different types of funny. Like some people, they are funny when I, they write down something or they just carefully plan something. They're very smart about it. Or some people, they're just very funny on site. They can pe make people laugh like in life, but then maybe they're not funny on stage. Right. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of different uh, like angles. Combinations. Yes. Right. So what is your combination exactly? I don't know. Um, I'm still very confused about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're definitely hilarious on the stage. So I think I have a good sense of, what is funny? Mm. So, you know, a difference of me and some comics, some comics, they would like write something intentionally and they would like keep editing it. And for me, it's like, uh, uh, it's like pooping. Like you just pooped out something and it's just like a whole thing. It just you, comes out like that. Yeah. Right. But like I cannot control, I don't have a routine. This this sounds very bad. <laughs> it's also like my digestion is bad. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. have a routine to produce jokes produce <laughs> it's like if if it comes it comes right if it doesn't come i have no idea how to do it and oh. but if it comes it's like a very beautiful uh, shape it, <laughs> yeah and the scent it's very aromatic yes yeah but you know even like with shit it depends on like what you eat right so <laughs> so what kind of things do you feed your soul so that you're able to poop out like this beautiful joke i think it's anger or oh, yeah i think it's anger that's interesting you yeah because you mentioned you were joking maybe not joking serious but you were saying you were kind of depressed so that you were watching all these sitcoms and stuff like this but mm -hmm. yeah do you think it comes from like some dark place maybe i think it's it all comes from like uh, something that generates like my strong emotions. Mm. This is like like my Taiwan China jokes. It's like it's just all these years of uh, experiences just brew like fine wine. So that's why it went so well. And also those dick jokes. I was literally very angry about some dicks I got. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. We're gonna have to dig into these things. <laughs> Okay, so maybe we'll go back a little bit. What about Taiwan? So you are from Shanghai. So mm -hmm. um, and then you mentioned the Taiwan China jokes, which, yeah, they are fucking hilarious. And I think it catches people by surprise and shock. And that's part of the crazy humor. But let's go back to the beginning. So why did you originally come to Taiwan? Well, it was also an accident. I'm sorry, my mm. life is just like a mess. Oh, I didn't really intentionally plan to come to Taiwan. I was just like, uh, because I studied uh, history in, in Shanghai and I wanted to transfer to philosophy. 
And I have a very um, good plan, actually. I wanted to transfer to philosophy, but then my family is not wealthy enough for me to like go abroad or everything. So I was like, okay, so I can just study in Asia for master, and then later I can do a PhD in Europe or something, so I can actually earn money, not like paying tuition fee. So I just applied for like Hong Kong, Taiwan, something like that. Mm. So I just got accepted by NTU, mm. and it's cheap. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you get accepted to some Hong Kong universities yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got accepted, but it's like a religion, religious study because I apply a lot of like just humanities right. related. Any kind of humanities. Yes, <laughs> um, I got accepted by the Chinese University of Hong Kong. It's also yeah. a very good university, but I thought the curriculum they speak Cantonese. In class, so I think it's very challenging for me, and also uh, I I think I'm more interested in philosophy, so mm. I decided to go to Taiwan. So when you came to Taiwan, what kind of experiences do you have? There's also on your IG there's a Al Jazeera article oh, that yeah. is about why Chinese students are increasingly rare sight in Taiwan. It's by someone named Jordan Haim Haim. Yes, Jaime. Yeah, she's a very good uh, independent journalist. Okay, and the kind of subtext is caught in the middle of rising cross-strait tensions. There are a few students from the People's Republic of China left on the self-ruled island. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to get into here. But, <laughs> but simply like when you first came here, I mean, it was your first time to Taiwan, right? Yes. Did you have any culture shock? What was that experience like when you first landed oh, on the island? Oh yeah, yeah. Because. Uh, when I was a kid, I when I think about Taiwan, it was two things, maybe three things. First of all, in primary school, we have literature class, and there's literally an essay uh, in our textbook about Samoan Lake in Taiwan. Mm. So this is my first impression of Taiwan. They have Samoan Lake; it's so beautiful because they said all the beautiful things about Taiwan. Oh, it's a jade in Asia, whatever. So I just know Samoan Lake about Taiwan, and That's then so sad because there's no water there right now. <laughs> literally yeah. right now it's it's not even a lake <laughs> okay anyway sorry <laughs> yeah it so is that's sad. number one yeah and then also grew up actually chinese kids and chinese girls especially we watch a lot of korean um, taiwanese um love drama mm. so when i think i'm gonna go to taiwan i'm like oh my god i am gonna date so many prince charmings and oh. and the thing is like you know uh, those dramas like the leading character like the girl leading character is always like a very dumb girl and she was like doesn't know anything and she just fall uh, accidentally and then the prince charming was like oh she can fall that's so cool and then <laughs> there's the the second uh, leading character is the girl who's always studying NTU perfect hot rich uh, like a perfect match for the prince charming and then the prince charming doesn't like her because she like he likes a dumb bitch and then <laughs> i was like i'm gonna be that evil ntu bitch oh that's so cool <laughs> but yeah um, and no there's no i don't see much prince charming and <laughs> That's number two. Is there a third one? Yeah, I, I think the third one is more uh, when I was in high school. I, I grew up more. 
I was like, I want to see uh, how this society work. Mm. It's a Chinese culture society, not like Chinese, Chinese culturally Chinese. I have to be very careful, or like <laughs> Taiwanese people are very mad about me. So it's culturally Chinese society, but you know it functions differently because they can vote. Or I will not elaborate more. So I was very curious to see that. Mm. So I guess I was very uh, excited to see how Taiwan is. Right. So you mentioned already that the second one you haven't found any Prince Charmings. Yeah. What happened? That's like I mean, well, first of all, Sun Moon Lake, and there's no more water, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a fantasy of Prince Charming. And as we know from your your show or your hilarious bits, we know that you've had a lot of disappointing, let's say, experiences with Taiwanese men. I mean, just with men all the all men. <laughs> anyone with an XY chromosome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you been learning about how this society works? I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's free, and uh, no, I cannot say more. <laughs> I I really like it. And I can do these jokes that I cannot do in other in, places. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, in some other. <laughs> <I'm> so scared. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, Sam and I were mentioning that last time. Where, yeah, you're in such a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that's what makes your comedy so hilarious because mm -hmm. you don't shy away from those things. You tackle them, but obviously, you have to be somewhat careful as well. But I think what I was trying to be was just being genuine. I'm not like trying to please any sides, or I'm not trying to pick a side. Actually, I have my own position, mm. and I just say what's on my mind. And I really just want people to have more empathy everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It would make the world a more beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about any culture shock? Did you have any kind of experiences where? You were really surprised, or some interesting memories from you know, kind of your experience here as yeah. a foreign, quote unquote. Yeah, we have to be careful with every single word <laughs> we say, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, because at first I was very excited to see Taiwan, and when I arrived Taipei, it's like the biggest city, the capital city in Taiwan. But I'm like a city bitch. I'm from Shanghai, so I came here. I was like, huh? So this is this the, is the big Taipei. Big, yeah, is this. This oh, this is like a street in Shanghai. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like um, buildings are kind of ugly and mm -hmm. things are old. And they have 101 just standing there, only one tall building. But then I, I learned the charm of Taiwan because it's like a very temporary place in history. Like It's like Japan built a lot of things and it was just, they didn't try to build a city uh, for people to actually live comfortably. So it was kind of, I understand that history. And now I see these, I know this is actually the charm of Taiwan. And people are still living here. And then they're like sticking together in this little island. Mm. And I think it's very beautiful. Mm. But at first I was like, what is this? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what about going back now to Shanghai? So where in Shanghai are you from? Because it's huge, right? I mean, Shanghai, if people don't know, I think the population is somewhere around 24 million people. Yeah, it is like the, the whole population of Taiwan. It's more, yeah. Taiwan's population is 23 something maybe. So that city is enormous. Mm -hmm. What area, what part of Shanghai are you from? 
I'm from Yangpu, which is like a, a very close to Fudan University. That is like the best university in China, but uh, in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. But also, I think in China, top three at least. Mm. Um, yeah. But I didn't go to that one. <laughs> no, not smart enough. But yeah, it's not like in the, in the center because uh, we're not rich. Yeah, there's nothing. But there's still, even there's nothing, there's still a very huge shopping mall. Actually, it's a huge five shopping mall area complex yes and you know the movie her Mm. uh was filmed there oh that kind of like dystopian film yes uh, joaquin phoenix and he's like talking to like an ai robot yes okay yeah that was filmed in in, shanghai oh in In, your hometown basically yes and then in my area okay Mm -hmm. were you in it i hope it didn't but no no, you weren't no Nah, too bad you could have been an actress yeah i think so what about that? Is that a possibility in the future? Because you like being on the stage, under the bright lights? Um, I have not thought about this far. I think for now, I just want to be very good at my jokes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you living now in Taipei? Uh, living in Gongguan. In Gongguan, right, mm-hmm. right next to Taida. Yes. So how is that experience, studying at the top university in Taipei, it's, in Taiwan? Oh my God, it's depressing. We have like uh, every year there are like five or six people commit suicide. Yeah, really? I think it's very it's interesting because um, there's two sides. Like for China, education it's like people are very very stressful every day, and they always very scared to be left behind. Mm. They don't even like even you take a gap year, people will be like, oh my god, what are you doing? You're wasting your life. You need to like do a degree or do two degree or just like go work, have ten years experience in three years, mm. uh, like something like that. But in Taiwan, it's like people are very chill. Students are like, oh, I'm taking this semester off just finding myself and um, figure <laughs> things out. I want to sell fried chicken on the street or whatever. But uh, on the other hand, actually, uh, the courses are very demanding in Taiwan. Maybe because I'm studying in NTU and uh, they will not like let you pass easily. So every day there are like, a lot of readings and, and everything is very like, you cannot, just teachers are like, no, this is like, what you should do and and if you want to do this master you will have take four years just to tackle this problem there's no shortcuts but in china it's very easy to pass a master people are like oh i just google it and, and copy paste and then <laughs> i graduate so i think yeah that is very interesting and also like i think um in Taiwan, university are like even more than students, you know. People are not like running out of places to get educated. There are so many universities, good universities in Taiwan. So I don't think um, it's very stressful for Taiwanese students to get in university. Mm. But in, in China, it's like um, the competition is so fierce because we have so many people and they mm. all want to get in the top university. So... Like in high school and in middle school, everybody was just like doing homework from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to pass that one test. Mm-hmm. Right. Sam and I were talking about that, that one test to define your whole life. Yeah, I did that. I did yeah. that. What was that experience like? Oh, my God. I would never want to do that again. It was so traumatizing. When I was doing that, I was just thinking I would never want to have my kid go through that because mm. it's just anti-human. And I think at the last stage, I was I was kind of pretend I'm sick every day because I just couldn't take it anymore. And every day I just went to school late 
and I told my teacher I was sick. And I told my parents I was sick too, and they believed in me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I go through. And actually, I didn't, uh, I didn't do well for that one exam either. And then I got transferred to, I got transferred to another school. Yeah, it was very traumatizing. So this was all in high school. Yes. So it was very stressful transferring schools, like not meeting expectations, and then finally passing. So that, but you did end up going to a good university. Oh no, no I failed in my uh, the Gaokao. Them. Oh, yeah. So I transfer in my freshman year, which is actually very cool because they don't actually let you transfer in China. This uh, it's like they mm. only had two people transferred successfully to that uh, university. Oh, I thought you meant like two people in all of China to all of the universities. No, no. <laughs> you are super elite. <laughs> only to Shanghai University, your university in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I've uh, I was never like a very well developed in every subject person. I'm like extremely good at humanities, but I'm extremely bad at math and physics. But I went to like good private school, so like even if it was shit, but I was still very good above average. Because uh, in those high schools, like if you get like chemistry, for example, if you get like fifty eight out of sixty, it means you fucked up. Because in my in my school, everybody got either fifty nine out of sixty or just sixty out of sixty. Oh, that's crazy pressure. Yes. Yeah. So I did very well in my humanities, but then uh, I failed my math. So mm. I went to a very, very bad university where my mom uh, works. That's the only reason I wrote it on the, my wish list. Oh, um, I see. And then I got transferred. I took an extremely uh, difficult test to transfer to Shanghai University. So this is different from Gaokao. Yeah, that one test to define your life. There's another pathway if you want to transfer. I didn't realize it's they had very, this. It's very, very rare. Yeah. Because it basically doesn't happen. Right. Uh-huh. Only like a few schools are doing that. And they only like accept like one or two people. Okay. So this was because of you or was this like all parental pressure? Like your parents were not satisfied and they're like, you have to transfer you have to go to a better school or oh it was both i mean if mm. i went to that university i was basically fucked up because that's the only path we have in china right you go to good school you go to good university and you, you get a good job right and that's actually part of this article right even that kind of traditional path right that was kind of guaranteed in this recent past right where you work hard you study hard you pass the gaokao you get into a great university And the promise is that you can get a good job, Mm -hmm. right? But nowadays, the article mentioned this, and I think it's pretty well known. Yeah, the economy is not doing well, Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult for these, even from these top universities like Fudan or Tsinghua or Beida or whatever. Yeah, maybe those graduates might be able to get a great job, but anyone else, it's like, it's quite difficult these days, right? Yeah, I think even for these uh, graduates from a top university, it's very difficult for them either. Everybody was like, so. I feel downgraded to some, some, just some job they never expected would do. Mm. Wow. 
And and the thing is, like the society doesn't allow you to have other room. There's no other space for you to take another path. So that's why I think it's so depressing that everyone are walking on the same path, and it's getting very competitive, and nobody is happy. Right.、Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's such a sad thing. So you felt this when you were at Shanghai University studying history. Was that part of the reason that you know you wanted to transfer? You know, not only majors, but was part of it also you wanted to get out? Get out of China. Oh, if that's what you're saying. I, I always wanted to go abroad to、mm. see the world. It's not about getting out. It's just about to see what's different. And also, I want to like just to stay away from my parents because my parents are like very controlling. Chinese parents—they're very overprotective. They're very nice parents, but they're Chinese parents, so <laughs>、mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, super overprotective and always caring so much that it's a lot of pressure. Yes, they never let me do my things.、Mm. So I have to because I—I I don't know how to build a life myself if they are there.、Right. So. I think I really like、uh, stay in Taiwan. The reason is, is like the first place I actually live by myself. So I really build a whole new identity here myself, and I build a totally different friend circle. I transform into a totally different person, and I feel that is who I am instead of like the person who were. Like in in China, from zero years old to eighteen years old. Yeah, last time when we talked a little bit, you mentioned also there was a short stint in Canada as well. Where in Canada did you go, and when was this? Oh, I went to Canada, and when I was nineteen, my first year in my university, I did a summer program there in Calgary, like the most conservative part in Canada, and my homestay parents are like pastors. Oh. And we prayed every day before we eat, but still, even in that environment, I would feel, "Wow, this is so this cool!" This is so open. Oh no! Yeah,、so、yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because I know nothing. I, right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was very nice experience, and also like the sky is so blue. <laughs> There's a sky here. Yes, the cloud is so huge, and everything is just so nice. People are very polite. Yeah, I think that's when I think I want to go abroad. How long was that? Ah,、uh, two months. Oh, just two months. Yes, that、okay. was enough. <laughs> that was enough to open your eyes and say, "Okay, I want to go abroad, but not back here." Yeah. Somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> So after that, and then and then you ended up coming to Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so those two kind of things were transformative, you think, for you? Yes. And then when I was in Taiwan, I also exchanged in Europe, in Belgium. Oh, I see. That's where one of the boyfriends came from. He's Portuguese. Oh, we met in Taiwan. Oh, really? Okay, okay. So this is not in Belgium. <laughs> But we were still together when we. Oh, I this see. This is a conflict. <laughs> Why do I expose myself on the podcast? <laughs> well, some of this, I yeah, people, you guys are getting the backstory to her、uh, to her set because if you're if you've seen her bits, then you will have seen these kind of little vignettes. But here you can get the the inside scoop. But, okay, so you did a. Exchange program in Belgium.、Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. In Brussels. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's in Louvain-la-Neuve. It's a it's a French speaking.、Uh, not the Flanders speaking. Not the Flanders speaking. Okay. Because uh, in uh, in my philosophy department, it's mandatory to choose to study a second foreign language. 
So because I was very interested in French philosophy, so I chose French. So I actually went to Belgium to uh, study French, which is <laughs> outrageous to French people because every French person was like, "Why did you do that? That's disgusting. You should go to France." I know. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah, it's so funny. Like French people and Belgian people, kind of like, but it's like in a joking way. They always hate each other, and French people are like. Oh my God! You guys still have your own culture. You're just Dutch and French. Which pick your side? Yeah. Did you see that? And did that remind you of some other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You saw some parallels. Yeah. You're like this is so hilarious.、Mm -hmm. Everyone is fighting over these small differences, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's super interesting. Yeah, because I've been to Brussels. I think it's really beautiful. I don't know about the city you were in, but. I guess it's quite small. Yes. Yeah. And how was that life like there? What was your kind of memories from that experience? It was really nice because I feel I just blended in seamlessly, even though I've never, oh, I've been to Europe to travel, but I've never like actually lived in Europe. But like people are very open, and it was like a、uh, I live in a campus town, so the whole town is a campus. It's a university, so it's very safe. And they are all like young people hanging out, and it's also like a party university. So, so like every day there is a party, and people just get drunk and whatever. So it was it was a very fun time, and I just like how like、uh, the diversity there. And then I like how I think、uh, what I like about Europe is there's always a kind of like a romanticism in Europe. Like people always just there's there's no like a、uh, money driven. Uh, mentality. People are always just like chilling and then reading book near a river,、mm. uh, feeding pigeons. And I was like, I want to do that stuff. Yeah, I don't want to stare at the clouds and contemplate life. Yeah, yeah, it's quite different from Asian culture. Yes,、um, and also like people compliment you a lot, and、mm. and、uh, yeah, they just really make you feel good about yourself. And I think that's where my confidence was also very nurtured by that kind of energy. Because in、um, Asian culture, people are always telling you what's wrong with you.、Mm. My my parents, even I showed them my stand up. I was like, Mom, Dad, I killed. And you see how they laughed. And my mom was like, I don't like your posture. <laughs> And my dad was like, he didn't even understand my jokes. My jokes are in English. He didn't understand. I was literally sending him all my dick jokes. He didn't know what I'm talking about. But he got suggestion. He got constructive、uh, opinions. Criticism. Yes,、no、on my jokes. He was like, I think there's something you need to improve. I was like, do you even know what I'm talking about? He was like, I don't know. But from the laughter, I can tell your punchlines are too intense. It's Too much. You should.、Uh, That's hilarious. I'm like, okay. <laughs> too much. Yeah. <laughs> like people are laughing too much. This is too intense. You need to bring it down. Otherwise, this is too much for people. I'm like, oh, oh. sorry for being super funny. <laughs> That's amazing. That's like a nice window into the psychology of the culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you really. Get nervous when it's like too much laughter, too much joy, too much pleasure. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Wow, you're、yeah. very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Like of all the things that he can care about, right? It's that. It's like <laughs> almost like he feel guilty、yeah. to be happy. <laughs> exactly. Do you feel like that's a 
it's a Chinese thing? Do you feel like it's a your family thing? Or do you think it's really kind of a, like a, a cultural thing? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a culture thing because mm. I think uh, in Asian culture, we always need to work hard for no reason. Even you don't know why you're working hard. You have to work hard. Otherwise, you're being bad. Mm. So you were bad in Belgium, <laughs> just enjoying life, smiling and contemplating life. And how long was this? Like for a semester, like seven months. That's a pretty nice amount of time, actually. Mm -hmm. Did you learn French? Um, <laughs> well, we will speak for the next five minutes in French. <laughs> I was basically drinking and speaking English with all my international friends. Oh, so my French was shit, and also it was very sad because I was the only Asian in my French courses, and all the other students are like Italian. Uh, Spanish. So, do you even need to learn French? And then the teacher didn't explain anything. So I was like the the worst student in French class. And then um, my professor was like, Jamie, do you talk timid? And I was like, No, don't you stereotype me. I'm not shy. I'm just really bad at French. I don't know what to say. I have nothing to say. Right. Yeah. You should listen to my. You should listen to my stand up. You'll realize I'm not timid. <laughs> Maybe she'll be like, tone it down, tone it down, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> too funny. It's too much. <laughs> so what about the philosophy part? How serious are you about that? Did you go deep into French philosophy while you were in Belgium? Um, so, so, you know, I have always been a very chaotic person with no plan and anything. Everything happened just accidentally. So I didn't think through before I choose to exchange in Belgium, in that university. And then when I arrived there, I realized their courses in, uh, in philosophy are all in French. So I understand nothing. <laughs> so I can only just learn French, pretend to learn French and drink and party. Oh, so but you're... I still, I, I, I mean, it's exchanging program. Right, of right. course, uh, you're just going to party. Right. So you're just basically like a French as a second language student. Yes. Basically. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's amazing for seven months. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Your poor parents. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know that? Do they know about your life? Were they kind of, were you keeping in touch with them? Or was that your chance to like really escape them? And how often did you contact them? Were you a good Chinese daughter? Not at all. Because <laughs> I said very harsh boundaries to my parents. Because I really, I need this. I know it's mean to them. And I, I, know, I know it would hurt their feelings. And it even hurts me sometimes. Because they wouldn't understand why I do that. But... Uh, I don't see other ways to be independent. Mm. And because every time I want to share something with them, they will always tell me what's wrong with it. Right. Or they just don't understand. And so it's always very negative energy and I don't want... So why, why am I uh, sharing about these with you? So I just kind of... I don't call them. I just... Uh, and there's nothing we can talk about mm. because we just don't vibe with each other. <laughs> <laughs> So well, how we communicate is just I send them pictures. I send them food. Food they can understand. And uh, yeah, food. <laughs> That's it. Food is the great connector. Yes, I just send them what I eat every day. Are you serious? Yes. Because otherwise I don't know. I cannot send them a picture of me smoking weed and... Yeah, that's, the, they won't get that. Netherlands. Yeah. They won't think that's cool. It's like, 
Jamie, too much, too much. Don't blow so much smoke out. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know what it is, but he'll just, you know, give you some constructive criticism. Yes. That's hilarious. Wow. So like through WeChat, you were just sending your parents food photos, not yes. dick pics, but food photos, food pics. Yes. <laughs> wow. And they would like give you an emoji of a thumb Zang, up. Yeah, a thumbs up. Yeah, that's how we communicate. And I think it's good. It's not like I don't love them. I love them from afar, but um, I just don't, we don't understand each other, mm. but we can still love each other in a different way. Yeah, that's good. And perhaps the relationship will evolve over time anyways. Maybe. I, <laughs> you don't have much hope. I don't. <laughs> really? So, because you've been away from China for how long now? I think uh, six, six, seven years. Right. It's like almost seven years, right? Yeah, but uh, I just went back for the Chinese New Year this year for three weeks. And that was your first time in like six years? In three years. Okay. So what was that experience like going back for Chinese New Year? Because anyone from the kind of Chinese speaking or Chinese cultural world understand that that's like the holiday, right? It's super important and a lot of family and a lot of stress as well could be there. So what was that feeling like? It was amazing because I've been away from for so long and uh, I just really, really miss my family and uh also, Shanghai has changed so much because Shanghai is always, there's so much going on in Shanghai. It's, everything is so exciting. Somebody just told me there's a nightclub. They have like sharks in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. So I just, I was just really thrilled to see how Shanghai evolved. But I think I still feel it is very materialistic. It's just, um, I was like, okay, we got more shopping malls. Um, <laughs> shopping malls in shopping malls in the Okay, what what else? Okay, cool. New new nightclubs. And I just feel every day I was just trying new restaurants and, and shopping malls. And just sharks and <laughs> other shiny things. Yeah. I think it just um I really like how how exciting this this massive city is, but also it's just so how to say that? It's so uh, one note. Mm, like monotonous um, and superficial. Yes, kind of. And there are so many influencers there just like uh, taking pictures. And I feel this is like everybody is doing the same type of uh, lifestyle. Mm. It's just you go to shopping malls and you post and you tell people you're having a good time. But actually, you're not having a good time. Yeah. But as long as people like your photos, that's that's enough. That's Yeah, that's all that matters. Yes. Do you feel like that's the same thing? thing here maybe just on a smaller scale in taiwan or do you feel that it's different in some way i think in taiwan they also have the same problem but definitely it's more serious in, in shanghai mm. because in taiwan i still feel the diverse that uh, because they don't only have shopping malls and, and young people like to read they like to think they like to discuss about uh, movies and uh, books and uh uh, politics. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, discuss about all these interesting issues in the world. Yes, and they're just not so practical and about only like a, 
this very superficial pursuit of life. So there's like different young people. There's a lot of like sub subversive culture. Yeah, because like I like how there's always like young people actually reading books in a in a bookstore, but in Shanghai, <laughs> people just post there. I see. They go to these. Yeah, because you know, like Shanghai. I mean, just China has so much money. Uh, now they're having problems, but there's, you know, there was a lot of money, right, for a period of time. So, you know, I was living in Beijing, and some of the like bookstores are so insane, right? Like in Tianjin, there's like this crazy, crazy bookstore, and yeah, it makes you think, right? Like if some books you might not be able to read for some reason, or they might not be able to publish certain books for some reason, then yeah, what are people actually doing there? And you know, yeah, what is What is the purpose of all of that, and how deep is it, you know, in terms of culturally?、Mm -hmm. I just feel like everything just got turned into like a decoration for your one note life. But you definitely, when you were in Belgium, you felt like this difference. Did you kind of feel that viscerally, you know, this in your bones? You kind of felt this big difference when you were there. Yeah, I definitely felt a big difference, and I just felt at that moment I was like, "This is the life I want to live." But of course, I was also living in a student bubble. Like,、mm. uh, I don't know how the work culture is or anything is like, but I just generally feel this is just、uh, more diversity and more space for you to try different things. So I, I was like, I, I just really want to live a life like that. And then later, <laughs> I went back to China, and then I got a depression. Yeah, so because basically, I、uh, I went back to Shanghai to do an internship in a bank right after I left Europe. So it was the contrast of like being a free student, living a fun life, and also in in Europe, like all the nice people there. And then I went back to Shanghai. It was like stressful workspace and.、Uh, The population was like crazy, massive. Like every day、uh, during the rush hour, the people in the in the MRT are like,、uh, "How is it in Taiwan when there's the 101 fireworks?、Mm. It's that kind of density." Right, but that's every day. In that's、Shanghai. every day. So I got like panic attacked <laughs> every day when I was off work and、I、just cried in the bathroom for like 20 minutes, and then I went out and see, "Oh my God, there's still people," and then I wait more. And、mm. to to have the to see less people, and then I went back home. Right. Wow. What were you doing in the bank?、Uh, Excel. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah and then、uh, also like it was very stressful, and then、uh, there's like very toxic、uh, working culture,、mm. and then people like to do like little. They have like little circle, and then they talk shit about people, and then、uh, there's like if you're Shanghainese, you want to like show that you're Shanghainese, and then kind of look down on. Outsiders. So when they hang out together,、uh, Shanghainese just speak Shanghainese to each other, so they can like left the other people out. It was just like a lot of like dramas, and like, why do you do this? Like, what is what's the fun about it? Are you just gonna live like this forever? So yeah, I was very very depressed, and I was like, I don't I don't know if my life would be like this forever. How long was this internship? Two months, but it felt like two years. <laughs> and it was because you talked about the work culture. Is it nine nine six work culture basically, or is it something new now? Yeah, it 
it was it was nine nine it was nine nine six. And even though I was an intern, I have nothing to do. You know,、mm. I was just doing Excel, and、uh, I just shattered paper. You know, <laughs> they have a lot of, and I put them. That was terrible. I like doing that. That's my favorite <laughs> thing. Like every day, I just. You became an awesome paper shredder. <laughs> yes, and then even sometimes we have nothing to do. We still have to stay there just because、For、other people hours, are. Yeah. Six days a week. Because other people are not leaving, so you kind of feel bad if you're leaving. So you just stay there doing nothing. Yeah, I mean it's so not healthy.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know Japan has that huge problem as well. And as they were developing, that was a that was a huge thing. But as they develop, they try to change these kind of things. But I think yeah, this Asian culture it's so difficult. But it's kind of like Korea went through that same phase as well as they're developing. They're also still kind of barely getting out of that, right? And The last like maybe five ten years, especially China has been just going crazy、mm-hmm. on that, right? So that's really kind of your generation, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's super super stressful. Yes. Yeah, so much that it like killed you in some way. I mean, it really hurt you kind of physically and mentally. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's now called like nature. Nature. It's like a, when this environment. Getting too competitive, and you have to be more competitive. And、uh, it's like it's, it's like a spiraling. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's just like doing a vicious tic- circle. Like doing a TikTok video. You know, at first you just do like a cooking video, and then now you have to like be hot and be good at cooking at the same time.、Right. You saw that guy was like, like fingering the tomato or something. It's like you have to just be you just good. Just have to keep one upping it. Yes. Every single time. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so stressful, and especially in Shanghai, right? Because it's such an enormous city with like so much money as well, and so much glitter, and so much history, and yeah, there's all that pressure to succeed. Yeah, <laughs> you're choking on your milk tea. <laughs> that was that silence, ladies and gentlemen. She is enjoying her milk tea. Boba or no boba? No boba. No. You're、carb. not a boba girl. I used to be, but now I'm healthier. I don't do carbs. <laughs> okay, that's crazy here. Yes, no, actually I do carbs. I just cannot do that much carbs. <laughs>、uh, yeah, because there are so many carbs here. I don't understand, and it's fried carbs. And I just, oh my god, I cannot. There's nothing healthy in Taiwan. Like the food, the breakfast, it's dumping. And then it's what? It's like a egg pancake. For those who don't know, yes, right. And what else? It's chow mein, like yeah, the, and, and like it's youtiao, like bread, fried bread. Yeah, it's fried, either fried something or something with jiang you gao, like the very sweet soy sauce thing. Everything has sugar. Yes, this is a huge thing in Taiwan. I think most Taiwanese don't really realize that. Yes, like, right. They're like, no, we're so healthy, da 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 da. But it's like, no, dude, like, far from healthy. Yeah, like everything has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Everything has sugar in it. It、sugar. has to have sugar. Sugar and like fried, just、right. grease and sugar. <laughs> yeah, I got、exactly. so mad every day, and then、uh, <laughs> in the morning I always、uh, start my day with a milk tea. <laughs> Sound like a Asian version of <laughs> Karen or something. <laughs> I just start my day with a milk tea, and then、uh, they always have sugar in. I don't like sugar milk tea, and I said I want non-sugar. And I said we don't have it. We don't. <laughs> That does not exist here. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "How about I want a latte?" And he, she gave me a latte, and there's sugar in.、It. I was like, "I、oh, want a no." That's、nut- hilarious. Yeah, and then she was like, 
Oh, there's. Uh, I'm sorry, we don't have non-sugar latte. I was like, what? The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always pissed me off. <laughs> I don't know what to eat now for breakfast. I just go to Seven Eleven and buy like a chicken breast. That's the oh, only. And then the chicken breasts are like overly salted. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of chicken breast are you buying at Seven Eleven? It's like in those little plastic yeah, things. Yes. Right. It's so weird looking. Right. It's a vacuum packed. Yes. Vacuum sealed, like weird creature, this white meat that could be a chicken or might not be a chicken. You have to like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to like microwave it, right? Yeah. Is, that's what you're doing? Yeah, but I don't know what, what's that's the sexy. other That's option. a sexy breakfast. You are... <laughs> that's some, you know, that's yeah, that's a different kink. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> huh, so what else makes you angry? What other foods make you angry? It sounds like food... The spicy food. So they say it's spicy. It's not. Oh. Sorry, I was doing, I was, I cannot control myself. How do you say it's spicy when it's not? Like, why do you lie to me? And then they're so proud, you know, they're always like, oh, you know, you need to be careful. This is very spicy. I was like, sure, let me try. I don't taste any spice. What are you talking about? Yeah, Xing, Xing. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. What the fuck? Because I just, I just miss Chinese spicy food so much. Because I want, like, how spicy... I want... It burns my asshole. I want <laughs> my asshole to bleed the next day. Exactly. You know? It has to. It has to be painful. Yes. Like, that's oh, a real spicy oh food. God, I need to go bathroom again. Yes. Then you're happy. Mm-hmm. That level. Yes. But you never reach that level. Your ass is not burning every morning. In Taiwan, no. Never. never. You've never had a burnt ass. No. No. That's so sad. That is very sad. Yes. We need to do something about that. <laughs> what <are> you, what? <laughs> how can we change? How can we rectify this situation? I don't know if there, it's possible. So have you been to like a Sichuan restaurant or something like that here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been. It's authentic Sichuan restaurant. No? Okay, go. I don't think go, it's... Girl. I don't Tell think us how you feel about this. It's just humiliating. They call it Sichuan food. It's just not. <laughs> really? Not? What about like Chengdu or like a Chongqing, uh, you know, kind of hot pot? I've had one that's pretty damn spicy. You need to tell me. Or I don't okay. know if, I'm, I'm not sure about you, if, if you're weak or not. So I, oh, I cannot okay. trust we'll, you we'll right battle. now. We'll battle. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you. Okay. And we'll see. We'll see. I've had some burnt assholes. A couple. I don't know. But like you're American, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I love spicy food. And I, when I was living in China. Oh, wow. Now I start yeah, okay, to trust now? you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm getting some cred, some credibility. Um, well, you know, because Beijing is not famous for, you know, Dongbei is not super spicy, of course, mm -hmm. but it's Beijing. So they have like a lot of really good food from around. So, oh, it was my favorite. Like having some crazy, crazy butthole perking, you know, like spicy shit. Yeah, it's the best. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> huh, but you haven't found it here. No. And also, like, because everything needs to be imported. Mm, true. Because even if you'd make a, like, a, try to do, a, like, a nice Chinese food, but if these food ingredients are in Taiwan, it's just never going to be real Chinese food. Mm -hmm. And I think the meat quality is also different i think i'm being very judgy but that's just how i feel you go you go yes don't hold back girl it just doesn't taste right and uh, 
The vegetables are weird. <laughs> Damn, you're even hitting the vegetables. And they call it, you know, this one kind of cabbage. They call it dalume, which means mainland Ooh, chick. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yes. What is dalume other than you? Um, it's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. I think because it's from mainland China. I don't know, so they call it mainland chick. But what does it look like? Does it look like a? What kind of vegetable is this? I think it's it's just not very tasty though. It's just a, it's like a leaf. Yes, I think I, I know. Oh, okay, I think I know. And do you have that? Is that like a super Chinese thing, or it's not even? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm so confused about a lot of things here. <laughs> what else are you confused about here? Like Taiwan is such a weird combination of like being very progressive Ooh. and being very old fashioned. That is so true. The driving license is like made from paper. I just very confusing, and then people are still using cash, which oh, that's a big one. That's yeah. a huge, huge, huge difference with with China. Yeah, the million is like every everything is digitalized. Yeah, like but it's also a bit scary, but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just exactly. spice things up to right. <laughs> to make everything convenient. Because I went to this gym in in Shanghai, and you can literally go there. And then there, there's like a vending machine. You just stand in front of it, and you pick which protein shake you want. Just with your face, they give you the. Pro you don't need to scan anything. It's just exactly. it's just pose. You just pose. And then you got your protein shake. Got your shake. Yes. Exactly. So so amazing. Yeah, scary and amazing. Yes. Scary amazing. Kinky stuff. Exactly. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, that's a huge one. When I was in Beijing, I was just like blown away. Even the first class, I was I had some students, and what was it? I was giving a test to all of them, and then I was like, okay, so we need to figure out a way that we can communicate after this. And then one of my students like, oh, it's okay, we'll make a group. And I was like, uh, well, I okay, okay, how, how do we do this? And they're like, oh no, it's so easy on WeChat. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I just set up my account, so I'm like taking out my WeChat, and and they're like. No, 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 no! It's so easy, and they're like doing it remotely. And then they said, "Kane, Kane, just, just give me the, just put in this code five three five two." And I'm like, "Uh, what are you guys doing right now?" And it's like, put in, and suddenly something pops up on my screen, and it's like, "What is the code?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, five three five two. And then suddenly, all of the students just start jumping into this, you know, group. And I was like, "Oh my god, sorry guys, I'm, I'm from America, so." <laughs> We're a very developing country. I have no idea what we're doing here. Yeah, I was blown away. Yeah, everything is so advanced. Really, it's crazy. Yeah, you literally do anything on your phone. Yeah, you don't go and like grocery. You don't do grocery. You don't do real grocery anymore. Yeah, you don't have to do anything anymore. My mom just like on the phone every morning, and then the food are delivered, like mm -hmm. cabbage, eggs delivered. Just amazing. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else that annoys you or is <laughs> it's not like I, I feel I'm being such like a mean bitch to Taiwan, but I I love Taiwan very much. But I just uh, there are also a lot of things that are annoying, confusing. Yes, it makes you philosophize about life. Yes, yeah. like why do you do this? And yeah, I don't understand. And then there are no garbage bin. Oh, yeah. What do you feel about that? Like why? Like they're like we try to be clean, so you just don't let people 
put garbage into where they to belong. To one place where it yeah. can be cleaned. So you just let everyone hold their garbage the whole time. This what is the logic behind this? I think I'm gonna be hated. But uh, <laughs> so you know what that one is. I think from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's so Japanese too. That's true. Yeah, it's so Japanese. So in Japan, there it's really hard to find trash cans, and and it's like so built into Japanese culture to, you know. Always be so worried about. One of the other guests was saying it. There's this phrase called "meiwaku kakenai," which is like "don't don't bother other people," right? So that's really kind of deep in the Japanese psychology. So yeah, just bother yourself. Exactly. So the, the trash, take responsibility for it. Put it in your pocket, even if it stinks. Like you know, even you it's a, it a used condom. It's a exactly. Just oh, that's why you're annoyed. Swat. You don't know what to do with all the. <laughs> I see. Yeah, what are you supposed to do with them after you're? I, I what do you do with them I, if you I don't have don't a trash can? With, I don't do with them. I just, I don't know about that. I don't need it's that. Not your equipment. problem. Yeah, not my problem. <laughs> I see. Um. So, what about philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite philosopher? Why do you? <laughs> I know that's one of your bits too. <laughs> I hate it. Do you really? You don't、what? love philosophy. I think I like it until it's my major. Oh, I see. When it's fun, but when you、yeah. actually have to do it, it kind of sucks. Yes,、That's、I think it's also、uh, about many things. Like job, you like to do something until it becomes your job. Shit. Do you think so? Then what's gonna happen with comedy? So far, I still love it. So I think it's good. It's going well. So you just can't become famous. Then you'll still love it. I hope so. You hope you don't become famous. Oh, you said、oh. <laughs> no. I hope I become famous. Do you think you'll still love it? Yes. So、I、why is it different, right? Because I get to do the thing. Well, I think it's because I like like Sam even asked me to write new jokes on podcast. Like exactly <laughs> the last podcast, he was yeah lighting a fire under your ass. We yes, were, we were roasting you a little bit. Yes, about your major actually. Yeah, he was like, oh, she is <laughs> fucked. Like philosophy. Oh my god, what you gonna do? Just write more jokes. As if, as if jokes lead me to anywhere. Is anything <laughs> that is profitable to do dick jokes? I just do philosophy and dick jokes just to make sure I am homeless. <laughs> Collectively making sure these yes, two things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think okay. Now I realize the reason why I still love doing jokes is because I'm not very、uh, hardworking because I haven't been writing new jokes. I just do it as how I want. So it's still like kind of like a very free way of doing doing things. So I guess I, I guess that's why <laughs> I still don't hate it. I still love it. So I'm not sure about future anymore. Now I'm scared. <laughs> we just we just killed Jamie's dream. <laughs> Sam's gonna kill me. He's like my star. You <laughs> killed her dream. <laughs> Sam will literally kill us. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I mean, it's a serious thing, right? Like if you like Atsuko, right? This powerhouse of a comedian, she's so fucking hilarious, right? I guess she's super disciplined. I guess I mean we'd have to ask her and about kind of her process and things like these. But what is your guess? I think definitely she worked hard.、Mm. But also, I think comedy. I, I mean, anyone who does denim comedy, I don't think they're like. Okay, I'm gonna have a three-year plan of doing jokes, and it's not like I'm doing finance or anything, right? Like right? a SWOT analysis about all the jokes. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So I think there's always like a 
very like inherent passion behind that. So I think that's where like it, it makes a difference. Also, I get to like talk to her in the backstage. Mm. It was I was like she was such a like down to the earth person. She is like extremely nice because she was like writing notes there, and I didn't dare to interrupt her because I know before you perform, you have this flow. You mm. you cannot interrupt that flow. So I didn't uh, initiate conversation, but she was the one who actually initiated conversation with me, and she was asking about me. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Me? me you were asking about me oh my god so yeah but i, I was like because i was so nervous I'm like oh my god it's what do i i said like the dumbest thing ever i was like oh my god you're so cool i also like to wear colorful outfits what i don't <laughs> even know why i said that now i feel so stupid no she probably stole that joke she wrote it down <laughs> in her notebook like, that was good <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, I asked about like her stage presence, uh, how she came up with that very unique, you know, uh, like very different stage character, parent. if we can say. Yeah, right. exactly. Because I also have a stage presence that's just, like very <laughs> like terrified. Yep. Um. So I was like, how did you came up with that? And she was like, um, I guess I just like trying to be myself and. Uh, because also when I grew up and uh, I moved to America, I was like watching a lot of cartoons. And then I, when I talked to my husband or something, I always like doing this cartoonish movement. And I guess that's where I came up with that. Mm. And then I realized actually we share like a common thing. It's like we are actually just being our self on stage. Mm -hmm. And you can exaggerate being yourself on stage because I was actually a little bit nervous uh, when I was on stage. Uh, first time I do the comedy or, and I was a bit terrified and I didn't try to hide it. Mm. I just like exaggerated. Right. I just to play along with it and it worked out uh, mm. accidentally. So yeah, I think you can just, uh, I think comedy is where you can uh, actually be yourself and but some, and people don't know, but you're like being yourself. You So you can play along with it. I don't know if I'm making sense. It's like, I don't know. It's just very, yeah, it's a very fascinating thing to do where you, I don't think you get to do that in other career. Yeah, you definitely can't do that when you're shredding paper <laughs> <laughs> in a bank. <laughs> right working 996 yeah for sure for sure because you have to follow a social norm exactly but in comedy you can just be free mm -hmm. you can just let yourself go hmm. and people applaud that you can be weird you can just be crazy yeah it's about freedom yes yes <laughs> shit do we need to censor that too <laughs> beep <laughs> Yeah, is it? It's this pursuit of. I mean, I feel like it. It's like this kind of pursuit of freedom, and also maybe just like constantly searching for who you really are. Maybe, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's your stage presence. It comes from being terrified. I think so, or like awkward because I'm really awkward. You can see, I'm <laughs> extremely <No>. awkward. <laughs> So, yeah, what is your personality like? Where did this come from? I mean, have you always been kind of like shy when you were young? I was, I thought you were going to ask. So what is, <laughs> what hurt you to make you <laughs> be like this? Okay, that was actually my question. So go ahead. 
I think I was yeah I was always a very introverted person before I was in in Shanghai. Mm. But that's what if, before I was in Taiwan. Before I was in Shanghai, I was in my mom's belly. Uh, but <laughs> after I was always right. <laughs> very shy person, very introverted. Mm. I like to read. I like to write. I was such a nerd when I was a kid. Like when I was three years old, I already learned how to read. Actually, when I was in kindergarten, I already finished two novels. Not not like writing novels. I right. finished <laughs> reading. reading two novels. <laughs> And I wrote like diary every day, so I was a very like a writer, contemplative, introverted kid.、Mm. But then、uh, after I moved out of China, I was kind of just liberating myself, like being a whole new, different person. I have that transformation, and I actually got more and more outgoing. Like I feel that crazy part inside of me. And then I feel I'm not that shy and introverted anymore, but that part still is there. So I kind of have this weird combination of being very shy and awkward, but at the same time I'm very cocky and very <laughs> crazy and, and, and chaotic. I think that works together very well somehow. So that makes me become a very cool person. <laughs> and that is Jamie Wong. You can see her at Two Three Comedy. <laughs> Headlining. When is your next headline? I don't know. Yes, when Sam Sam Yarbs? When? <laughs> Calling Sam Yarbs. I know. You know what he'll say? I'll tell you what he'll say. You、Run、know what? No jokes.、Say. Exactly, because he said that he's like, yeah, he'll he'll be cursing you out right now. Is he listening? Like this, this is <laughs> like、Sorry. you know how much shit dicks I have to get to write these new jokes that I just threw up on a dick like a, a month ago, and now you want me to do that again? Or this, I don't know. <laughs> this is too hard. Okay, so you just alluded to it there. We're giving a little sneak peek if you guys see her, if you see her bit. But like, so my question is about throwing up on dicks, <laughs> which is、uh, how much. Of these stories are real, like hundred percent. Yeah, definitely based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a hundred percent. Or you can, actually you cannot say which part is real, which part is not. It's always inspired by something. It, it's either me or like some observation I saw in the in life or my friend's story. But I get to like put it together just all in all on myself, and I don't mind like. Being see as like oh my god she just get calmed <laughs> on, on daily basis I don't mind as long as like it make people laugh like because yeah I don't really care、um, what people think about me because it's you don't even know if it's real me or not it's the fun part I think you can just just、mm. say shit and people are like what is this real or Damn, what happened that yeah girl. yeah yeah I think it's the fun part but definitely it it's always like inspired by something.、Mm. So what is that story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vomiting.、Uh, well, okay, maybe we should. Because <laughs> I also don't want to give away the bit. Because yeah, yeah. Because people need to see it. People need to pay. Exactly. This is not free. This free, is not no. free. I'm not free anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's not just one beer anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more. It's two beers now. Exactly. And this is still a bargain. So you guys, you guys see the trend, right? One beer, two beer, and it's just gonna keep going、and、up from then here. Then she just become alcoholic. Exactly. And then you just gotta find her on the streets. Then doing comedy on the corner.
<laughs> like you gotta get it now while she's she's all there you know in the club in the club yes. <laughs> yeah so okay so what is the kind of goal because you will be great ah that's another part of the story right that you joked with me last time that you've been a student for quite a long time you've have a super masters <laughs> oh that's so sad. That's so embarrassing. Why do you even tell people? <laughs> both, both of you to assume I will even graduate. Right. I don't, I don't think That's it's going to happen. I, I actually, seriously, I have no idea if I will graduate <laughs> or not. Yeah, I mean, that situation, I mean, we're joking about it. It's funny. But it's also, it's also like, I mean, this article, right? This Al Jazeera article, which is the political situation is difficult, let's mm -hmm. say. And... Um, and as if you guys read that article, you'll notice that the number of Chinese students who are studying here in Taiwan has been dwindling really, really drastically over the years, right? Mm -hmm. So it's always a precarious situation, right, for a Chinese citizen to be here. So you have that kind of looming in the background, right? You'd never know what's going to happen between these, these uh, people in these positions, right? Mm -hmm. That, yeah, they're having conversations up there that might affect you and that really might affect your, and also the domestic kind of policies, you know, mm -hmm. towards towards these students as mm -hmm. well. So how much of that is a worry for you? You know, like graduating on time or that maybe the government will suddenly change their mind or some political situation will get ugly and how much of that like kind of stresses you out and do you worry about that at all? I think on that part, it's fine now because they won't like let you not finish your degree. Mm. Like, that would be That's like embarrassing too, to too them extreme. Too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you need to graduate. Yeah. Please. I think <laughs> more part is on myself. Right. I cannot <laughs> graduate. But yeah, before, before it was very stressful. There's a period of time like all smiling students were like worried we cannot like get a visa either like in Taiwan like or like back in China because mm. there are like two places you, you gotta get all the paper done and then you need to like go to a university have a issue a paper like to prove you were studying this university and then you go to China and then um, just a lot of a lot of process and it differs uh, in different cities as well in Shanghai it's more like loose and then I heard that in some cities uh, they literally like ask you so much questions and they're just like I don't think you need to go to Taiwan and just it was very stressful but I think mm. now because there's there are almost no students it's not like um issue anymore so they wouldn't bother like to uh make your life even more difficult so now it's fine but oh, really? yeah before because now like there's no degree chinese students can go to taiwan can't come here anymore yeah it's just exchange students it's just the remaining ones yes much. okay so many of them are just staying here for like 10-year degrees <laughs> <laughs> as long as possible yes yeah so how many more years no, I cannot. I cannot do this anymore. Really? I have to leave soon. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So you're working on that. You're going to get it done, girl. I don't Wor know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know. And what's the point of this degree even? <laughs> my professor, my supervisor was like, well, you should just drop out and do comedy. Oh, shit. Really? Your professor yeah. said that? Yeah. He was like, well, you know, my salary is like the same as I, if I work in Starbucks. 
I think he must be like exaggerating, but that's no, there's honestly, some truth. Taida, I don't know if I'm gonna get shot by like the Taida mafia, but like the salaries are so crazy, crazy low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. very low. Yeah, so it's very sad because you are actually doing something really, really, really difficult. It's very demanding. Like all these genius nerd people with mm-hmm. no life at all, just contemplating on the issues that nobody care about and <laughs> doing such a hard work. And there's no reward. The reward is just these issues itself. Mm, exactly. <laughs> that you don't need a degree. You can you can wrestle with them on the stage with yeah. comedy. Yeah. Right? In your own way, you could, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I feel like comedy is better. Not better. Is that for me, I prefer that because like even if you want to tell people something, you want to have uh, express what you're thinking, your opinion, you write like a 10 pages paper, nobody is going to read it. Mm. But if you make it into a joke, people will all laugh and think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Really think comedy is kind of the highest art in that way. Oh, yeah i wouldn't go uh, that far but (laughs) 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 but i really think so as a fan of comedy to me some of the greatest comedians sam and i were talking about on the podcast last time but george carlin yeah yeah, so george carlin is one of my ultimate favorite comedians he really loves to push boundaries Mm -hmm. but he always did it in a way that forces people to get out of their comfort zone in very deep ways to make them kind of recognize things about themselves or the larger kind of culture as well so it definitely can have that power for sure mm-hmm. yeah definitely and it just spreads so widely because it's like one minute and it's easy to grasp we can use tiktok uh, <laughs> algorithms to help us spread it as well yeah so who are some of your comedic inspirations? Oh my God. But I don't, like I couldn't, I, I have a lot of like comics that I love, but it's like, I think it's very difficult to like copy or like imitate mm. someone. But I just, I really, I just really enjoy watching them. Mm. My favorite is a Scottish man called Daniel Sloss. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but like not many people know him. Mm. So I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's so niche. No, <laughs> I mean, it's because he doesn't promote himself. Uh, he has like a special on Netflix called Juxel mm. that, that was like talking about relationships and it like breaks up like a lot of couples. It just Ooh. break up people and then uh, people have him sign on their divorce paper. That's like the coolest thing ever. No way. Yeah, so his comedy is always like very dark. Sometimes it's not even like funny at all. It's just TED Talks, but you still <laughs> want to watch. Really? Yeah, it's always like a like half comedy, half TED Talk, I would say. And like just digging deep into relationships. Relationship and talk about death as well. He got like a dead sister and talk about it was so uncomfortable, so dark, was so cool. Mm. Yeah, he he is so amazing. He also wrote a book called Everyone You Hate Is Gonna Die. Oh and shit. then you nice open title. Yeah. And then you opened the cover. There's another line you said, but so is the one you love. Oh <laughs> and that's the that's the whole book. <laughs> and the rest are just blank pages <laughs> that reminds me of a book that i just saw that it said i think the title oh, was what are men thinking 
and then it's yeah like exactly what like are that. men thinking about women or something like that yeah and then you open it and it's, it's empty yeah. and it's like 50 or 100 pages of empty pages yeah it's like brilliant that's marketing so sad. yeah <laughs> exactly huh so that's one of your major themes is men what is your problem with men jamie or i should say what is the problem with men yes jamie? Yes, like I never, I've never thought I would be interested to talk about dicks this often. I've not, like, that's not my intention. I don't know if it's just because I am really like an empty headed <laughs> person. I just think about dicks, or it's just, it's just turns out they just never disappoint to disappoint me. <laughs> right. Like, there's, they're like, like, like Trump, like, Okay, like it's cliche. We don't want to talk. It's about Trump all the time. But every day there's something new that he does. I was like, you have to talk about this. Is like insane, right? Yeah, and that's how you feel about Dick. Yes. <laughs> so it's not my fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. I just I really want to talk less about dicks. Not only for like I don't want to be just see as oh she's like a dick lady. <laughs> also like because some comedy like places like we perform they're like okay she is too dirty you should turn that down a little bit so for really? practical reasons yes you've had that situation yeah sam told me oh shit really yeah there's this manager in this should i say that oh, I won't, and then anyway she was just like uh, well i'm okay with the dick bit but the calm thing was too much the what? Oh, the, the calm thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I was like discussing with, with Sam. I was like, okay, so I cannot do calm. So what about anal? So <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah. That's why also you need to graduate. Get your degree. So you can get out of here. And you might not have to worry about that. No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, I think in some way, it's also quite uh, empowering to do so many dick jokes as a woman. <laughs> so what is next outside of dick if you can start to retire some dick jokes what are some other themes that you would like to tackle i don't know oh, really? i still you know this is very weird because even though i've been doing it for one year and a half i still don't know how this work i feel i'm like on the spider-man a very like early stage like he was like, okay, I have this sticky like, thing. Oh shit, something came out. Yeah, but I don't know how to harness it. Right. I, so I'm still figuring out. And I think many people tell me uh, like, oh, I think like anger is like the source. And uh, you're talking about a lot of like a, uh, what is frustrates you. So you just discover more about what frustrates you. <laughs> and you just need to be frustrated on every aspect of your life and be depressed so you will have more jokes that's exactly you have what a lot of material me. yes just <laughs> just keep going down and down and down at the cost of your own <clears throat> mental health and <laughs> exactly and then just skyrocket to stardom mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> i know i mean it's kind of true though right yeah like a lot of the greatest comics are have some colorful backgrounds let's say yes yeah. it's very interesting like comedy comes from like tragedy like like mm. Mm -hmm. like laughter comes from sadness for sure i mean like all the way back to even shakespeare right like tragic comedy they go hand in hand it's life why it's life that's deep <laughs> you're the philosopher you tell us we are here to have you lead the way for us but i am i cannot graduate so i don't think <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I see. Yeah, we have to wait. We have to wait till that happens. <laughs> so, so, okay. Let's imagine you will graduate soon. What's the plan? I mean, is it to stay in Taiwan? Is it to go back to China? Or is it to go back and find some European dick? Or somewhere else where what? where in the <laughs> where in the world do you want to go well it's not about dicks first of all <laughs> um i think i definitely would want to keep doing my comedy if i could and the comedy scene is more in the west or like in english-speaking places so i would just go anywhere that would take me mm. i'm very desperate <laughs> i don't have a preference um yeah, I don't know if it could happen. Yeah. yeah, so basically I'm trying to aim for that. I just want to keep doing my comedy. Yeah, I asked you this last time, but what about Chinese language comedy and English language? Do you prefer one over the other? I mean, obviously you do, I think, most of your comedy here in English, but um, but why is that? Why do you prefer that? Mm -hmm. um, because I think uh, when I was not doing comedy yet, I was watching all these sitcom and stand-up comedy in English. So that's where my inspiration come from. Mm. Um, so I can only uh, grasp uh, how it works in the English language. And also, I feel my personality is different when I speak English and when I speak Chinese. So when I speak English, I'm just cooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh. that's also the reason. Also, I think um, because comedy culture is also very early in, in Western culture. Mm. So it's more well-developed. So you have more things to look up to. Uh, where in Chinese comedy, it's still like developing. It's developing uh, well. It's like uh, growing very fast. But still, I haven't seen someone who would like really hit me. I'm like, oh my God, he's such a role model. I haven't uh, seen that kind of... I have one favorite Chinese comic. Mm. Uh, he's from China. Uh, he's, <laughs> he he was in jail because he smoked weed. Oh, shit, really? And then, yeah, and then he never did comedy again. So, oh, damn. Where is he from? A Shanghai comedian? Xin, Xinjiang. No, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I mean, oh, God, that's <laughs> Which so Which part sad. is amazing? I mean, yeah, it's just so... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always... Yeah, wow. It, I mean, there's so many layers there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, wow, it's a Xinjiang comedian, like ethnically as well. Or is he like Han Chinese who's from Xinjiang? Or is he like a Uyghur? I don't know how to say that in Chinese. I, the I'm not right? sure, but I think you look a bit uh, of both. Okay. He's super funny. He has his own style. He's like very insane. He has a very unique stage presence, but he will never perform again, I think. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. What was his comedy like or about? Uh, like his uh, his childhood experience in China. Uh, he would like mock all these good students in school, <laughs> and and he was very performative and like in a lot of passion. He was all almost like like crazy. Mm. And it's yeah, so it's very very unique. I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself because I don't know how to uh, translate that kind of joke in English because it's also very Chinese. It's like funny in the Chinese way. So, because comedy is also very different to translate, right? Right. So, yeah, I don't know how to tell you that you have to like learn Chinese. You have to learn Chinese right now and mm -hmm. then you watch exactly. his video and then you can understand. <laughs> and you can understand. Yeah. So, it's like kind of slapstick humor. Slapstick. Which is like, yeah, very physical. 
Yes, very physical. He was like, "Oh, when I was in in primary school, my teacher asked me to to wipe this wall. I'm going to wipe this wall so white that <laughs> the other walls don't even recognize this wall." Something like oh. that. It's really, really funny. That's pretty awesome, actually. I think that translates pretty oh. well. Oh yeah, maybe I can do this. <laughs> you could just steal all. No, that's pretty. <laughs> He's in jail anyway. He can't get you. <laughs> Just steal all his jokes, translate them, and figure out how to do them in English. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's sad. So he's he's done. You think? Um, I think he's doing other stuff. He's okay. doing well, but just not comedy anymore. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. sad. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to go somewhere in the West to do comedy,、mm-hmm. and this is the thing. You think that definitely you're gonna chase this dream? I don't know because there's so much uncertainty, and then you tell people on the podcast so my dream will not come true because they. Shit! What should we say then? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but there's a thing, right? It's right. in Chinese culture, or I don't know if it's in. Yeah, if you it's tell like a people, jinx. Yeah. Oh my god! You know it, so you yeah, still do it. Exactly. Oh, well, you can so- knock on wood. You can just knock on wood, and then it's、okay. all good. So、okay. we just knocked on wood, everyone. Okay, it's gonna come true. Okay, yeah, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about that. You just need to chase your dreams and do what you do because you're fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you are. I mean, I know that Sam knows that. All of Taiwan knows that. Taipei knows that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and now Atsuko knows that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing、yes. opening for that show. Yeah, she's so awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. So you were able to speak with her before the show and after the show as well, a little bit. Yeah, and then she told me I'm really good. I mean, she has to say that, right? But I also believe she meant it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so the rest of the time in Taiwan, you'll be finishing up your degree and then just keep practicing your craft and getting as much experience as possible. Yeah, and do you plan to like travel around Taiwan, or is it pretty much just Taipei or two three comedy or what? What is you、it? mean do comedy around Taiwan?、Yeah. Well, the thing is, we have one bilingual comedy club in Taiwan,、mm. so there's no way to tour. <laughs> like we, <laughs> I remember first we went to Tianmu. That's like the furthest tour, and wow, then but <laughs> yeah, but then actually it's getting more and more. But I didn't know before. I'm sure they tour also many other places.、Uh, but like、uh, since I got into comedy, since I joined this community, I did it in Tianmu and then American Club Taipei.、Um, Ooh, did you? Yes, like、That's、twice. Fancy.、I'm、gonna be the third time. Really? Yes. Fancy. Yeah. Like, what is the crowd like there, though? Like rich old foreigners. <laughs> How did they handle your so these rich old foreigners? Did they enjoy? Did they appreciate? Yeah, absolutely. The magic of your yeah yeah. I well, mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I just killed everywhere. You no, shit, yeah, you kill them all. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're young, old, white. Oh my god, I cannot be like this. I'm so cocky. <laughs> It would be such a disaster if I were a man. I'm I'm glad I'm a woman. I know. See, you're allowed to do this. Yeah, I think I think it's good to do this. Women、exactly. should be a bit more confident to compensate all these. <laughs> exactly to make up for these men, <laughs> all these terrible dicks in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good that these terrible dicks are there, right? Because it has inspired you to be great. I just I just thrive on 
bad dicks, like like herpes or something. Oh shit, that's a that's a good way to say it. <laughs> huh. Okay. So when are you gonna say goodbye to Taiwan? And what is this experience of Taiwan in your heart? I think. Well, definitely, there's like hate, love, religion is so complicated. I love it so much, and it's also the first place like I really build a life myself, independent, not independently uh, financially, but uh, like in every other way. <laughs> and I build my own community. I find myself kind of, mm. um, so it's very, very meaningful to me. And also. I feel because I'm kind of like an outsider in Taiwan, so I can fully be myself and be free uh, out of judgment. Also, part of the reason is because I think Taiwanese people are very chill; they don't really care what you do.、Mm. So I just like just do whatever. This so I become extremely crazy, which is I think it's very good for me. So I think on that part, Taiwan will be very irreplaceable for me.、Mm. But also, there is this pain. And also very nice、uh, memories. It's just all combined together. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain because I really went through a lot of like unhappiness, but also there are a lot of like memorable memories like happen in Taiwan.、Mm. Did you have any cases of like discrimination or things like this? It's, or it's so many, and I think. I went through like a, a several transition because first I came to Taiwan. I'm like very like curious about everything. I was like, oh, they are this better society. I、mm. would observe, and then people are very mean to me. I mean, if they don't know your Chinese, they're not mean. They're like very nice, extremely、mm. nice. But when, oh, especially like、uh, university students, because especially NTU because it's very green,、yeah. and it's where like revolutions are like all these progressive students. So when I、uh, see them, when I talk to them, they will always be like, "Huh,、oh, you know, oh, you remember the party? Also,、oh, we love the party, huh?" Is something like that. And、wow. at first, I would like, I would really be scared to be seen as like brainwashed or like stupid. So I would like play along with them. So I would like lull myself to get good with them. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so I would be like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're like, it was shit, it was shit, yeah. So that's why I like Taiwan. I would be like that. Mm. For a very long period of time, because it's kind of like a defense mechanism,、mm -hmm. just want to fit in,、mm -hmm. and then I gradually see, okay, so well, this place is not perfect, and、uh, you haven't seen outside world either. You live、right. in a little island,、yeah. so I can see what you don't see, the ignorant part of you, and then I would feel like in both sides you share a lot of similarities. Yeah. The nationalism, the passion, and then some where you just know they're so predictable. You say something, they would be triggered, and、yes. they will like attack. So what's the difference, right? So I started to feel like, yeah, I should be more assertive about who I am and what I feel. And also, like you know, there's one time I was having like a dinner gathering with some classmates, but I don't really know them well, and. One girl literally do this、uh, eye lifting thing to me. This Chinese stereotypical、yes. like slanted eye thing. Yes, she was like, "Wait,", Wait、uh, she was a Taiwanese girl. She's Taiwanese, and she was like, "Hi, you are you really Chinese?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "You look mixed." I was like, "Why?" And then she's like, "Because you don't look like this." I was Whoa, like, "I was like, girl, we're both Asian. Do you even understand? Like, what do you mean?" No, that is the craziest story I've ever heard. Wow. Yes. 
I'm, I don't. I don't even know. I should be angry or be amused about I it. Know. Like how ignorant you are. So I kind of just feel. Yeah, I need to. I need to find my own position. It's not like I want to praise either side or I want. I just want to be true, right? Yeah, like want to be you, right? Like yes. a person rather than have to represent a whole fucking group of however million or billion people, right? It's yeah. Not, it's not fair. I mean, it's not accurate or it's not fair. Yeah, and I don't want to always be like politicized. I am like a human being. Why can't you see like I'm a real person instead of just like putting all these things on me? So also because I gain a lot of confidence because I kind of understand who I am more and more. So I have this uh, courage to stand for myself. So I think that's where the transition goes. I would stand for myself when they like mock me. I would like, actually, you know what? Blah 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 blah. So they were like, oh oh okay, I'm sorry. And then more and more, I just like even outgrown that level mm. because I just surround myself with people I like, and they're like all like third culture kids, and they're very well traveled, and they've seen a lot of this world. And I don't even care to talk to all these people anymore. Mm. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm like that. I whatever. I don't even care. I don't even know your existence anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's such a. Yeah, it's such a complicated time with you know complicated situation, and yeah, that's why you know when I first saw your stand up, I was so surprised and shocked and um, super impressed. That's what I told you when I you know met you at first. Is that I was just really impressed with what you were doing, and just in terms of how difficult that is, you know, because I truly understand how difficult that is, and I just think that that's such a beautiful thing, such a brave thing, and it can be such a dangerous thing as well right which mm-hmm. which makes it all the more challenging and difficult but i think the rewards are are also huge and unlimited and i don't know undeniable i don't know what's the reward <laughs> <laughs> shit but maybe that's it maybe you just need to go all the way <laughs> just go all the way so just like sam said you are you are undeniable oh Right. I mean, yeah, whatever that means, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean obviously pushing boundaries too much, whatever those boundaries are, but just pushing them as much as you feel comfortable. Right. And understanding who you are. And then you don't need to apologize or explain extra to anyone, but that, you know, you can become undeniable yourself. Right. And people who recognize that, like you're saying with these people, right, that the people who don't recognize it, they never will recognize it, right? They mm-hmm. they can't. That's the point, right? Mm-hmm. But the people who do recognize it, they they will see it and they will see it very quickly and appreciate it and respect it. And you know, you'll get that you'll get that praise or uh, make those friends and have those circles, anyways, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So finally, what would you say to any young comics? I don't think I have the, I'm in the position of give people suggestions or anything, but I would just like to share about how I feel. I think uh, you really just uh, don't need to be scared um, and you need to be really shameless and you you just don't need to be uh, scared of uh, make yourself a fool because you just don't need to care about other people's opinions at all because people are always scared of bombing or even trying, but it's like... If you're already trying, you're already better than all those people who were sitting there judging you and being, oh, he's not funny. So you can just be a total shameless, uh, stupid person and you can just be true to yourself and 
don't try to imitate anyone. Just think about who you are and uh, make it very obvious. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, beautiful, beautiful message. You have heard it here from Jamie Wong, <laughs> <laughs> the undeniable force of Taiwan, of the world. Actually, yeah, oh because it's God, just it's she is here in Taiwan now, but. Soon after she graduates, she will be flying around the world. Hopefully, I don't know. Can <laughs> I'm just so embarrassed? Okay, really? Sure. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, we are. We Asian people are humble. We don't. I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So she will humbly be flying around <laughs> the world, soaring to new heights. So please, please, please check her out if you can at Two Three Comedy, right in Taipei or. Soon, somewhere else, headlining in New York City or London <laughs> or somewhere in the world, Edinburgh. Who knows? Sure. You have to find her, <laughs> but you can find her on IG or somewhere else. Porn store. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows where you'll find her? Maybe <laughs> under a, a different name. But Jamie Wong, this is the comedian. She is here. So, thank you very much for coming in here and sharing your stories. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was really a pleasure and. Um, like I said, I really, really love your comedy, and I really hope that you don't give it up um, and that you just keep going because it's amazing mm -hmm. and undeniable. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So All right. everyone, have a great night. Bye bye. Bye.